0: Welcome to the K-Scope podcast number 77. Details coming up of Anathema's tour through November of this year. Brand new music from the Anchoress and No Sound. But first, from the new album, from The Pineapple Thief, Your Wilderness, ahead of an exclusive interview coming up with Bruce Sword. This is In Exile. We are in exile. Harrison of King Crimson and Porcupine Tree. That is out now. It's the opening track from the Pineapple Thief's brand new album, Your Wilderness, and it is entitled In Exile. Now I haven't seen Bruce Sword, the Pineapple Thief's main man, for a little while, not since his solo album last year. So I popped down to the southwest of England, to Yeovil, to his studio, went upstairs, sat on the sofa, had a cup of tea. And asked Bruce what he'd been up to since I last saw him.
1: Oh, right. Okay, let's rewind. When was that? That was uh, last summer. Was about a year ago, wasn't it? When you were down? Yeah, July. Um, Well, so I finished the the sword solo, which went really well, thankfully, Um, and hopefully I'll be another one of them. Okay. Um, And then since then, I've I've I was doing a lot of production work, so a lot of five point one mixing. Um, which has been really good you know it's sort of kept the full-time business going of being a musician which Mm. isn't which isn't easy any musician will tell you that Um, and then it kind you know it came around to well let's do another pineapple thief record it's almost like a natural cycle what's the difference between then doing
0: a solo record where you've got no one to bounce off of but by the same token I guess you've got no one to tell you no you can't do that what are the major differences between that and the band dynamic?
1: Well, that's some, something that's just, that's changed. I think when I did the solo record, it, it, all of a sudden my confusion that was in my musical head disappeared and I was able to, to do my, you know, my Control Freak solo album um, where I only had myself to answer to. I made my own mistakes, so the only person I could be annoyed with was myself. <laughs> and um, and it was great. And, and then when I finished the solo, I, I kind of, Felt really free mentally to, to 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 understand where the pineapple thief was going to go and um and i think that meant that when when i did the pineapple thief i i was able to really let go and just allow it to be a band production as opposed to bruce sword being anally and annoyingly control freakish about it and it yeah so it i took a complete step back from production and performance which was was really refreshing for me terrifying yeah. being a control freak but um it worked out so much better and the album turned out better than I could have done.
0: Okay. That's interesting. The vocals again, we, we spoke about this last couple of times I've been down here. Your singing is superb oh, and, and it's getting better and better. And it seems that you're more often than not now right up at the top of your register.
1: Why is that? Yeah, well, you're not belting it out. No, no,
0: and I it's think almost falsetto. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think I've seen some reviews where there's because you know the the new album is quite powerful and it's quite heavy sections, mm. but my voice is usually quite melancholic and soft over the top, so mm. you're almost saying it's like a dream, a dreamy state. And um, but I think. When I listen back to my old records and I hear myself trying to sing like Dave Grohl or something for the big <laughs> chorus, mm. what happened was that I'd end up signing sounding like a whiny Billy Corgan. You know, it, it just didn't work. It was and and I think that as I've got a bit older and a bit wiser, I've I've understood how to use my voice and and especially doing solo record and and then when so when I approached the new Pineapple Thief. It's almost like the voice was my first instrument. Okay. Especially getting Darren from Godsticks, who's technically so much of a better guitarist than me, mm. so I was able to actually take a real step back and and focus on the songwriting and the and the vocals, which has been really relaxing. When you're sitting down
0: then writing the song, are you singing it? In the lower register to start with, and then going an octave above, or are you literally sitting there skipping
1: the whole I time? Know. I don't know, because I, I, when, I'm, when I'm writing a song, I think the difference with the Pineapple Thief as well was that I wrote all the songs on a really low baritone acoustic guitar, okay. and I think that forced me to change the register of where I sang. So I couldn't sing low, 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 mm. too low, and my voice doesn't go that low anyway. So I think mm. I just found a register where I was happy, and I think... I think, yeah, maybe my voice is just naturally settled on that. Um, yeah, that higher
2: kind of level. Yeah. no, it's not.
0: But it, but it must make it so difficult live because you because it, there's so much more. My understanding is, having tried it myself, there's so much more control needed if you are octave above your speaking voice. So live, that must be really difficult.
1: Well, yeah, but I think what's happened live is that technology has come on so far. You know, the, the quality of PA's has come on so far, So the, the, the quality of the sound when you go to a gig nowadays it's so much better even though in the UK it's a little bit quieter than, than it, um but it's laws. yes we have horrible laws <laughs> but it's um but the sound quality is so much better and the monitoring environment for for mm. musicians on stage is so much better so you don't have to the old style um performance in you know in the, in in the old days you really had to belt it out mm. but you don't have to do that anymore i think yeah cuz
0: you you tend to do the band tends to do certainly since I saw you last, tend to do these big events, uh, yeah. be prog my friend, rather than sort of
1: like club dates. Yeah.
0: Which do you prefer?
1: I personally prefer the club, club. Yeah. Date. I, I prefer the smaller smaller stages, more intimate crowds, because so there comes a point where you kind of feel this detachment mm. from the audience, and um, so no, I much prefer the, the club vibe. Definitely. Are you
0: going to do more of that on this record? Because there's not been that much, there's not been a sort of like big, proper fuck off the Pineapple Thief
1: tour. No, no. And I think that, to, to be honest, there's and a lot of bands I speak to. It's Logistically, it's really hard to, mm. to put a tour together, especially getting a crew that you can afford to pay um, mm. and, and to make it work. Um, but having said that, we're, you know, we're hoping, this, you know, the reaction to the new record so far has been really good. If it, if it carries on sort of progressing the way it is, then we we're, we're certainly take the band out. I mean, every, every band I know that plays live desperately just wants to do more gigs more mm. shows it's not like mm. you know oh the pineapple can't be bothered to play yeah, um, totally, you know, yeah. we def- desperately want I mean I was talking to been talking to doing loads of Skype interviews to Australia this morning and they're all saying, Wait, well, Bruce, when are you coming over? When are you coming over? And I said, Well, you know. <laughs> well, lend us a load
0: of gear. Yeah, and give us a couple of grand <laughs> exactly. Let's go through the record then. I don't know whether I'm being manipulated by the artwork and some of the oh, titles, yes. Yes. but there is, you know, and having gone through it twice, right, went through yep. it twice, that there is, a, as you say, a real melancholy about it, a, a real loneliness about it, a, a real American gothicness about it. Yeah. Is this a very sad record?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. I, you, you, I'd listened through to the record for the first time recently and I, and people have been questioning my lyrics. And then when I actually sit down and explain to people what the songs are about, I go, oh, my God. Yeah, it is a sad record. Mm. It really is. And it's about it's about um, I mean, the front cover kind of sums it up, this mother and, and child looking mm. out over the wilderness. The wilderness to me is the life, the life of the child, the child's perspective, the terrifying, daunting prospect of the life in front of them. But also, the terror and, and and worry of a parent looking at oh, okay. looking at their child and the and the life ahead for that. But it but it doesn't. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's strictly about. Oh, what's the word? It's not um, exclusively about mm-hmm. a parent-child. It's just about any kind of relationship, any uh, any loving relationship, anyone any uh, two people who are close to each other. So the album explores all the all the really quite harrowing, I guess, emotions that you might go through with, with being, I mean, In Exile is about people who is, two people who are estranged. Um, and so it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of songs about separation and estrangement, but also about reconciliation. And, and I always think that even though it's pretty, pretty damn depressing, it's still, for me, quite cathartic because it just reminds me about what's important.
0: Okay, yeah, because I did. I think I may, well, maybe I was looking for clues because I. Did, it's interesting you should talk about parenting there because I know you're a parent, and mm. I think I was looking for clues is that there are elements of it that are about the fears of being a parent.
1: Yeah, and very, very much so. And I think the fears is is a perfect mm. word to describe the the emotions that sort of that run through that that I felt when I was writing the album. Definitely. Well,
0: we lived through difficult times. You know, yeah. you must be. Uh, a fear of what's going to happen in England in the future, in Britain in the future, yeah. with the with the political upset, the, the economic upset at the moment. What's going to happen to your children in the future? So, well, is that something yeah. you can express through art, or are you reflecting it through art?
1: I, um, I think probably a bit of both. And because uh, I remember, you know, th- th- we were shooting a video um, the day that we w- voted to leave mm. leave the EU, and it was like being an, at a funeral. You know, it was it was mm. a hideous feeling. Um, and it it it's bound to inform and influence the the the, mm. the how because when when i write songs it, it's just purely how you how you're feeling about everything mm. and it's been a pretty yeah you the last Six to eight weeks has been pretty dark, pretty, pretty strange yeah, time. Yeah, it's
0: because it's, for an Eng- it's, it's for an Englishman. It's a sudden realization that maybe something that we've forgotten that that England is a very strict place. It's a very patrician place. Yeah. It's a place that exists outside of the metropolises, and though sometimes. People, especially people from Europe, see us as the you know the inventors of all of this great art and all this great yeah. pop music. We are a very strict place that is frightened of change.
1: Yeah, completely. And and I, maybe I'm lucky, and, and the band is lucky in, the, in that we've travelled Europe a lot. But mm. you know, we, we we felt we feel like European citizens, not not and, and probably global citizens. So it, yeah. It, it's, it's yeah, because real... it's all, isn't
0: it? Because you would thought that the glo- you say global citizens because you would thought with the internet and. You know, international monetary funds. You would have thought, and international capitalism. You'd have thought that we'd feel
1: closer as a a species. Yeah. But,
0: and yet, we're more isolated than ever. It's I know.
1: Hard, it? Yeah, it's really, really bizarre. And you know, it, when, well, I think I was out doing interviews in Germany short I think shortly after the week that we that we voted for Brexit, and and I almost wanted to have a T-shirt that said, "I'm sorry, I didn't." Yeah, I got no, yeah, so embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we run all of that. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, let's go through some of it because there's. Like you say, there is there is the um, the usual gentle and heavy elements to it, but there's a lot of kind of interesting. I'm gonna let's get a bit nerdy to start with. There's a lot of interesting guitar figures in it. Can everything be boiled down to just an acoustic
1: guitar on this record? Well, I wrote some odd Norfolk broads in it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wrote all of the songs on acoustic guitar on that very sofa over there. Actually, that's where I'd I'd lie on the sofa with my guitar. And and you know pray that it would come together, and then I come and wander over so here. Do you start with the guitar figures all the time? It, right, okay. all the time, yeah. And so a guitar, um, a sort a, of a vocal melody, not the words, but I'll always have a phrase. So there will always okay. be um, an understanding of what the what the song is going to be okay. about. And um, yeah, so they can all be boiled down. By oh, the
0: same token, there's a lot of hooks in there
1: as well. There, there
0: seems to be a deliberate attempt this time to have things repeating, little vocal hooks, little yeah. guitar hooks, little guitar figures. Is that something that comes earlier, or is that thinking, "Oh God, we're really disciplining up our
1: own arts here"? <laughs> put... No, no. I, I mean, I, I think I, I'm, you know, not afraid to admit that I've always been, if always been a fan of Hook. Hooks in music. There's, uh, there's got to be something to hook onto. Otherwise, like you say, it becomes meandering and mm-hmm. maybe you know possibly pretentious. All that, kind of, all those words. That, I don't have yeah. any problem. We've discussed this
0: before. I have <laughs> any problems with pretentious at <laughs> yeah, so, so all. It's, it's, rock music. It's yeah. got it, it's, if it's going to be art, then it has to be <laughs> pretending to be something. Which one? Would, right then, Bruce. Yeah. Plunk it in front of you. Which one just came together
1: like that? Oh, I can tell you that straight away. The final thing on my mind was the first song I wrote. Um, right. I remember that I've, I always wanted to write a song that started slowly, that, that mm. took a while to get going, um, in the old sort of 70s prog style. Yeah. And, um, and if you listen to that track, it starts with this just very, very um, sparse, minimalist guitar, um, which was probably influenced a lot by the minimalist music movement, yeah. you know, Steve Reich especially. Yeah, yeah. Um And so I just remember just everything came together and, and all the hooks that, that, that came together straight away in my head, and it just turned into this 10 minute song, just just it with, with, with ease.
2: How did I let you get so far from me? We got it so wrong, so wrong How did we let you get this cold?
0: us about the gentleman involved in the pineapple thief on this record.
1: Well, Who's on it? yeah, so like, like I said, the most eye-catching member mm. or new member because we were without a drummer um, was was Gavin, and uh, and it was great because I, like I said before, I. I I let everyone have a blank canvas when it came to, to okay. putting down their parts, suppose, and, you know I'm not going to tell Gavin what kind of drums to play. Well, it's impossible to no. describe what he does, well, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Uh, Gav,
0: can yeah. you go <laughs> 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 and then hit um, the crash? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's not going to happen, is it? Yeah so um so it was great and, and I think he I I think he really enjoyed playing on the record too because we we had a really good time and uh and yeah, nice just, yeah discussing nice it and um it was a re- we had a good laugh actually mm-hmm. go, um, going through the whole sessions and uh, so that came together perfectly um I also had John John Helliwell from Supertramp did a little bit of clarinet and that yeah, as you well that yeah well yeah, that was a real fanboy thing because I, yeah, totally, I, yeah. I thought oh who, who can I you know let's be a little bit bit cheeky and let's see let's see who what what guest I can get and I so I emailed him and again he was happy to do it and we drove up to Manchester and wow. met him for lunch and I was desperately trying not to be this little oh my god it's <laughs> John
2: my hero
1: um and but he was a lovely guy and yeah. that you know i'll never forget that day so it was yes you know i still can't believe he's actually on the record it's brilliant and yeah. um and then um we got jeffrey richardson who um who did the brilliant string arrangements on the record and the weird thing about that is i was listening to a nick hayward album right. he from haircut 100 yeah. And um, and I thought, wow, these um, strings are brilliant. And yeah. I looked up the credits, and I thought it was Jeffrey Richardson. I didn't actually clock that Jeffrey it was Jeffrey Richardson from Caravan until I googled it. Right. I thought, oh this shit, this is a bit weird, you know. So um, and especially as Caravan was the, the our first ever gig, live gig, was supporting Caravan. Oh, so it's God. like, oh, the cosmos is oh, saying something again. to me here. Um, so that and you know, so Nick
0: Hayward's very much into his Canterbury. Oh really? He's very much into his English music, yeah. Ah, big time, that's yeah, probably big where big it came time. from yeah. then.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah. So that was a, So that's how that all came about. And then my old Welsh chum um, uh, Darren Charles did the proper guitar work. Mm. Right. So if you hear any technically good guitar playing, then you, then it's not <laughs> me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Quick fire, now oh, smash no, hits no, star. Not... Quick fire, no, you ready? No.
0: Yeah, no. We've all spoken right. so. many times, it's... Bruce. So we haven't done this yet. So yeah. right. Sure. Stratocaster or Telecaster? Ah, uh, do you know what? Uh, t- telly. Unknown pleasures or closer? Unknown pleasures. Ooh. Beans on toast or cheese on toast? <laughs> cheese on toast. Stephen Wilson or porcupine tree? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Stephen Wilson. Ooh, controversial. Is there anything else that you would like to add uh, to this interview uh, concerning the future of yourself and the group what Uh, happens now
1: oh i think that that what happens now is entirely in the lap of the listeners you know Mm -hmm. um if if it really is down to people if people get the music and and love the music and want to hear the music then you know we're we're going to have a long future but we don't take that for Granted, granted that's for sure
2: To make your move
0: thief from your wilderness the new album out now that's entitled take your shot and before that uh, you heard the final thing on my mind the album's out as a deluxe 12 inch hardback book featuring 44 page artwork book a cd of your wilderness the eight track original album a new bonus eight years later cd which is a 40 minute piece of uninterrupted music DVD AV with the eight original tracks in high resolution stereo and 5.1 surround sound mixes also available as a CD featuring the eight original album tracks and a 24 page booklet or 180 gram heavyweight vinyl LP with an mp3 download code and booklet also digital download mastered for iTunes and don't forget you can get a Your Wilderness t-shirt from our friends at Burning Shed. The Pineapple Thief. My thanks to Bruce Sword for making me so welcome down at Sword Sound uh, Studios and we look forward to some live dates later in the year and also you can see the video for in exile kscopemusic.com. Some news for you. Tesseract have been confirmed as the support act, the special guests on the Devon Townsend Project UK tour in March 2017. So some club dates uh, for Tesseract in Bristol, Manchester, Glasgow, Birmingham, Hammersmith Apollo and Nottingham Rock City through March 2017. Tesseract, of course, uh, presently getting ready for their North American uh, tour. A two CD edition of Polaris is out, which includes a bonus disc entitled Araia. Anathema are going out on tour in November to play new material to road test tracks from their as yet untitled 11th album. Vincent says of this tour, quite often in the past we've ended up changing previously recorded songs and arrangements after playing them live. We thought we'd try it the other way round for once. So in November, an evening with Anathema and their new material, Home Firth, Cardiff, Brighton, Leamington Spa, Reading, before a trip to the Netherlands, and then back on the 15th of November to the UK and the Southampton Engine Rooms. Details are on the kscopemusic.com website, of course. And the Anchoress will be releasing Confessions of a romance novelist on vinyl for the first time on the 14th of October as well as a second edition of the CD as a double digipack and a special one-off live show is coming up at London's King's Place on December the 17th Here's a little snippet of one of the handful of bonus acoustic tracks This is Bury Me Acoustic version of Bury Me. And No Sound return on the 2nd of September. Their new studio album, "Cintilla" gets a release on Kscope And to celebrate, the band have launched a new video for the song Sogno e Incendio, featuring and co-written with acclaimed Italian singer Andrea Cimenti. We'll speak to Giancarlo from No Sound. In the next Case Goat podcast. But we're going to play out with an exclusive here. This is lovely, this from No Sound and the new album, Scintilla. This is entitled Emily. Ciao. Emily,
2: i in trouble. Can we get this thought out of my head? Trouble. Time stole my strength And light me flat And you know I struggle Holding myself together Through the storm Double. Don't leave me here alone Step out tonight and look up at the stars We could share this in the sky once more Even if we were apart I know, know I'm afraid you won't find me here anymore For I'm so ashamed of what I've become